Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. Sheila Zelensky. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Sheila Zelensky Show. My voice is very, very rough. Um, I've had a lot of pure insanity ensue in the month of July. And now that I'm in August and I've had a chance to reflect on some of the things that have happened, uh, I absolutely am 1000% dumbfounded at what a socialist, communist, chai country I currently live in, in the country of Canada. And I have a lot of footage coming out about, I'm doing some almost Project Veritas style footage on immunization camps in the lower mainland, which is BC. And let me tell you something, that is one demonic place that British Columbia, well, the word British Columbia really tells the tale, doesn't it? I am back in Calgary, Alberta area. And I'm going to tell you, boy, oh boy, if you haven't seen the footage with my dear friend, Pastor Art Pulowski, when Antifa showed up, they broke equipment, they did flash bombs, they bear sprayed Christian women and children. I mean, it was just a sight right out of the brown shirts, folks. And the stuff that has happened to me, I just want to tell you that. And again, I'm going to release the full video footage. Some people saw just a clip on Facebook. I have had the most incredible July that you wouldn't, you can't even make it up. I've had five different altercations with both Vancouver police and the RCMP in Canada. And let me tell you something. They George Floyded me in Kamloops, B.C., last week. And when I say that, I'm the only thing that didn't happen is I didn't die. But that's going to come out. The, there's a lawsuit pending right now against the RCMP in Canada. I'm really hoping some people get behind me. I mean, I've fundraised over the years for a lot of people, but I'm really asking for some help right now, guys, because I've got some amazing emails and letters and people reaching out to me on social media saying, Sheila, don't quit. You got to keep going. You got to keep fighting. You know, it's really easy to say that when people don't support, though. So I really, really, truly believe the workman is worthy of their meat. For those of you that don't support me, I'm really asking you, please. I'm asking you to get behind a ministry that really is a very unique, one-of-a-kind ministry that deals with the spiritual aspect of all of this, that there is a spiritual war that we're in, folks. And I think by now, anybody that's listened to me for any amount of time knows that I truly am a warrior. I'm a general out there on the front lines. And you know, the warrior is really not appreciated. In fact, often hated until the enemy is at the gate. And I've had a lot of chance to just think about things and let some things mull over. I am supposed to be on a multi-state book tour, which I'm hoping to start at the end of the month, starting in Montana and working my way down to Florida by December. So if your church or your group is interested in me coming to talk about Technogeddon, you can also go to my contact form and it says invite Sheila to speak at your group. You can reach out to us and, and let us know. Folks, if you have not got a copy of Technogeddon, it is a play on technological Armageddon. It is, and I'm telling you this right now, it is a must-have book. 
I know a lot of people don't like Amazon and I'm with you, but that's the way that the book can be ordered around the world. I don't have a warehouse. That is one book that everybody has got to get. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. Guys, this book is really, if not the book of the decade, the book of the year. And I'm not even saying that lightly. I've really put my life on the line for this book. And you know, a lot of people want to know, how can we pray for Sheila? You know what you can pray for me? Nothing except God. May your will be done in Sheila's life. In Jesus' name I pray. That's it. That's how I want people to pray for me for the next while. And I'm really getting into a couple of teachings that are going to be unbelievable. There's a whole new level of witchcraft attack at God's people. And there's a whole new ramp up of very high level demonic ruler spirits and folks. I'm telling you right now, we're coming into a time when one of the biggest things is going to be Christians turning on each other. If you knew how many people that I've had to cut loose over the summer here, if you only knew how many people I've had to cut loose that I thought were lifelong friends, lifelong people that I've known for 10, 15, 20 years, I've had to cut them loose, folks. We're truly living in the zombie apocalypse. In, the, in Canada, I know in BC, these people have taken two vaccines back to back. And I'm going to tell you something. These things are straight out of the pits of hell and they're doing something to people. People say, oh, I think they're just uh, giving people placebo shots. I can tell you affirmatively that is absolutely not true. I've interacted with these people. This is truly a science fiction that we are living in right now. And that's why we really got to be prayed up. And today I wanted to bring on a guest because, and again, I'm very sorry for my voice. I had a police foot on the back of my neck on August 5th, so you can understand why. You know, and it wasn't even that great to begin with because of forest fires and stuff burning and raging in BC. When I drove finally through Alberta the night of the 6th, I literally drove through 17 infernos. I mean, there was ash on the road. It looked like something out of a, it just looked something out of a horror show. But when you got a Gestapo, Jackboot, Thug, RCMP's boot in the back of your neck into the pavement on the ground, that doesn't really help any matters, especially when you're crying out for medical attention. You know what? I'm not even going to relive the horror show that took place. And then again, it took place when I went to visit my dying mother. If you can believe this, Vancouver Coastal Health told me I couldn't see my mom because I didn't show proof of vaccination. I'm truly living in what I can only describe as a nightmare. So I'm going to be releasing some footage of those immunization COVID camps. These are really frightening. But I do want to get into a topic that I've noticed all year, and I'm still noticing it. And it's really time to talk about this with a man that I respect so greatly. He's been on my show for over a decade, and he is truly, truly, I believe, a man that seeks God. I've never met a more controversial person, but yet, other than myself, he really has been given a revelation and real discernment on this topic, and I want to invite him back on the program. It is one and only Dr. Pastor Chuck Baldwin. So I recorded this show with Chuck on Independence Day, if you can believe it. It was really designed to be an Independence Day show. And of course, a lot of things transpired, and I was not able to completely get this show produced until just now. So I'm going to play this program, and I hope you're very blessed by it. So enjoy. I had a little better voice <laughs> when I recorded this in July. So I hope you enjoy the program. Take a listen. Sheila, it's, uh, it's really good to be with you again. 
One of the things that I noticed really started happening again this year is people posting, I stand with Israel all over social media. I stand with Israel, support Israel. I mean, it just to the point of ad nauseum. I really want you to get into this, Chuck. Do we have that many Christians that are absolutely duped? You really, really delve into this topic. It's pretty easy to see how many Christians are just being absolute, had the wool pulled over their eyes, isn't it? Yeah, the answer to your question, do we really have this many Christians that are duped by Israel? The answer is an emphatic yes. We, we do have this many Christians. And I used to be one of them, as you know. I'm not preached, uh, pastored for over 30 years in a 501c3 church, and, and a part of the doctrines of that church were the false interpretation of modern Israel. And, of course, I was taught that in Bible college and had no reason to question it at the time, and so I just regurgitated what I was taught. So for, you know, think about it, 30 years, I taught this uh, egregiously unbiblical interpretation of modern Israel. So I know where these people are coming from. I was there. You know, not only did I believe what they now believe, but I I taught others what they now believe. I thank God that in about 2007, the Lord, through His Spirit, began to work on my heart and convince me that this teaching was in error, which led me to a very lengthy 15-plus year journey to search the Scripture and to just delve into the truth of the Bible relative to this subject without reading what people say, what men say, what schools and seminaries and pastors and books and all that say. I'd already done all that. I'd, I'd read all the books. I'd, I knew most of the pastors personally. Mm-hmm. So I went straight to the Bible itself and prayed to the Lord to lead me. And he showed me very clearly and distinctly how egregiously in error the dispensational interpretation of Bible prophecy held by most evangelical Christians is. And when I bring in Bible prophecy, it's because one of the reasons that everybody is so enamored with Israel and and committed to Israel is because they base their entire view of prophecy on the state of Israel. Israel is the center of their understanding of prophecy. So that means Sheila, that their view of Israel is a fundamental doctrine to them, which is, of course, by itself egregiously wrong. But the the point is, is if you take away their understanding of, of modern Israel and the Schofield misapplication of the rebirth of Israel, etc., away from their faith, they don't have a faith. Their understanding of Israel is just as important to them as their understanding of Jesus or their understanding of salvation, or their understanding of heaven, eternal life, etc. So, you know, it would be like saying that their view of Christ is in error, and their their view of salvation is in error. And to say that their view of Israel is in error, they would equate that accusation to be an assault against the very core of their faith system. That's why they're so rabid in their support, so fanatical in their support for Israel. It's because they have they have completely misunderstood, they've been mistaught, as I was, the proper biblical view of prophecy, which has skewed their entire view of the Bible. And before I leave this section, let me just say to your listeners that you know, Christians need to understand that prophecy is not about Israel. It has nothing to do with Israel. Prophecy is about Jesus Christ. 
and Jesus only. And so once once you begin to realize the the preeminence that Israel, the, their interpretation of Israel, has in their minds, it, you'll begin to understand the, the fanaticism that they have about Israel. You know, what's amazing to me, though, Dr. Baldwin, is the Pharisees themselves hated Jesus. We know that Jesus refused to submit to their authority, and he had lots to say to them as well. And, you know, we know what his last words were to Israel. So incredible situation of heresy where it is so rejected Jesus. And we have these same Pharisees today, these same Talmudic, Zohar-driven, you know, these dark people. And then you have all these proselytes. I mean, there's so many layers to this, isn't there? Oh, boy. I have three packages, 31 sermons on the subject of Israel. And we start with Christ and the Pharisees. I began the series with three sermons explaining the the mortal combat between the Pharisees and Jesus Christ while he was on the earth. You know, you, if you don't see the contest between Christ and the Pharisees, you don't understand the Gospels. If you were to take out the references in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to the contest between the Pharisees and Christ, you will be left with a much, much reduced uh, gospel narrative. The scripture is replete, the gospels are replete with the contest. The the Pharisees, of course, uh, not only hated him, but they also tried many times before he went to the cross to kill him. You will read several times in the gospel narratives how they came upon him with such anger and hatred, and wanting to stone him to death on the spot. And, of course, Jesus escaped out of their hand because he, he was here to, to die on the cross for our sins, not to be stoned on the streets by the Pharisees. So that contest really is the kind of the foundation for understanding the entire narrative of modern Israel. Because modern Judaism is... Not the Judaism of the Old Testament. It's not the Judaism of the Bible. It's not the Judaism of Moses. It is a, as you mentioned, it is a Pharisaical Judaism. It is a Talmudic Judaism based upon the writings of the Talmud. Whenever you hear Orthodox Jews talk about the Torah, uh, most of the time they're talking about the Talmud. They're not talking about the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses. They're talking about the the Talmud, which of course was written post Christ and came out of the oral traditions of the of the Pharisees and their predecessors. So this is this is a a narrative that is completely misunderstood by evangelical Christians. Once they once they understand that that modern Judaism is simply nothing more than Pharisaic Talmudism. And the followers of, of Judaism are actually the followers of the Pharisees. And in one of my messages, in fact, the very last message in the series, I, I start with the, uh, the Pharisees in, in the first package. And in the, very, the message that, that I end the series with, which would be the third package in the very last message, is called The Proselytes of the Pharisees Taking America, America to the Pits of Hell. And in this particular message, I go into great depth and detail to describe and to name the, the vast network of lobby organizations in this country, and, and including Christian organizations, that are promoting Zionism and 
this false Israel in our government. And not only that, in our churches, in our schools, seminaries, in society itself. And it is the most influential, most powerful, richest lobby group in the United States. It doesn't matter whether you're Democrat or Republican. It doesn't matter whether you're liberal or conservative. Everybody in politics, for the most part, is, is rabid in their support of Israel. And it's because of this vast network of rich lobby groups that spend inordinate amounts of money who have thousands of full-time paid employees that all they do is advance the cause of Israel. And they do it, and they don't even have to, the amazing thing, they don't even have to register as a foreign agent, which under the laws of our country, they are required to do. Every other country who has paid lobbyists, they are required to identify themselves formally as a foreign agent. But for Israel, that requirement is not there. And as a result, these these people are able to present themselves as loyal, patriotic Americans, when in actuality, their loyalty and their allegiance is not to the United States, it's to the state of Israel. It's, it's really important that we understand that, because this idea that this is a partisan issue, and you know Donald Trump likes to make it a partisan issue, and say the Democrats hate Israel, and all that's, that's, so, that's so much baloney. Let me give you just one example of this, Sheila. Joe Biden, this is, a, this is an exact quote from Joe Biden. The security of Israel and the United States is inextricably tied, and we will never, ever, ever abandon Israel out of our own self-interest, close quote. Now, do you, do you understand what he's saying? He's saying that we will put the interest of Israel above the interest of the United States. That is an if Can you imagine the President of the United States saying that, or any congressman or senator, anybody in, in national politics, can you imagine any of them saying, we will put the interests of any other country, fill in the blank, above the interests of the United States and, and live politically to tell about it? I mean, they, they would be excoriated in the media, and the voters back home would be incensed, and they would never be reelected. But that is what our president said about Israel. Again, let me say it again. The security of Israel and the United States is inextricably tied, and we will never, ever, ever abandon Israel out of our own self-interest. Israel is first. Now, anybody listening to this broadcast, when they hear that, there should be all kinds of red flags going on in their mind. How could this be How could any foreign nation have that kind of loyalty from the leaders of our own country? That they would be so bold as to say the interests of the foreign country come before the interests of America. That is the kind of influence that the Israeli lobby has over America. And not just in politics, but it's true in religion as well. These people that are contacting you and they're sending you hateful email and all this kind of stuff, and I hear from them all the time, so I know exactly what, what they're telling you. It's because they, they have that same mentality. They have been brainwashed in their churches, 
by their pastors, their Sunday school classes, their church curriculum, their Sunday school lessons. From the time they're, they're small, they have been indoctrinated in the Schofield prophecy futurism, which is based upon um, a misinterpretation of the modern state of Israel and sinners' prophecy with Israel. And whenever anything challenges that ideology in their mind, they become angry as as they can be, again, because you're attacking their faith. So this is, when you say the layers and layers of this, I mean, it goes down to the states. 35 states of the 50 states have passed anti-BDS laws. The last one was, um, I think it was South Dakota and uh, Governor Nome. These Republicans and Democrat states alike have banded together to say, you are by state law required to not conduct business with any organization that boycotts Israel. Wow. <laughs> 35 states. So when you talk about the layers, this is, the, this is just a, a small glimpse of the layers of propaganda that the American people are inundated with. This vast network that you're talking about of Jewish groups and lobbyists, I mean, the deeply layered lies, these doctrines of devils, really, that is also intertwined in the church in the West, that is ubiquitous. You just said, I mean, this thing has permeated every aspect of Christian culture. So in all of it, Chuck, and all the, uh, the outlines that you've done on this, what surprises you the most when you really look at this topic? What surprises me? That's a, that's a very good question. I guess what surprises me is the depth of the of the belief. When I, and I guess I can only relate that that answer to my own experience because when I was teaching and preaching, I never heard of Christian Zionism back in those days. Uh, so I didn't. If somebody would have told me that's what I was teaching, which was what I was teaching, but I would I never heard it called that. So when I was learning and and regurgitating the these false Zionist doctrines. I never in my heart of heart, God knows my heart, I never in my heart of hearts had any idea that, for example, the interests of Israel are above the interests of the United States. That that thought was foreign to me. I, I never thought about that. Or that prophecy was, you know, was all about Israel, even though I believe that at that time that Israel was a, a key part of the prophetic scheme. I, I didn't have this fanatical loyalty to Israel as a faith system. So even though I was I was teaching it, I, I didn't have that, man, Sheila, I hate to use the word, but I don't know whether the word fits it, the, the fanaticism right. <laughs> that these evangelical Christians have. I, never, I didn't have that. So I guess when I be, learned, began to learn the truth, and now I've come to the truth, and I'm able to teach the truth and help people be delivered from this, and it is a satanic system. Um, I, I guess the answer to your question is the depth of their allegiance to Israel and the, the entire Zionist narrative is probably the thing that surprises me most. Because they they literally, I've had I've had Christian Zionists tell me, and you probably had them told you too. I've had them tell me, you know, I really don't care what happens to America as long as Israel is okay. Wow. I mean, they've told me that, and so and, and different words in different ways, but not just one or two either. I'm talking about dozens 
Uh, people have said that they they just come out and said, "No, I'm I don't I don't care about America. I, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, loyal to America. My allegiance is not to America. My allegiance is to Israel." And you know, the only reason that America exists, and I've had them tell me this, the only reason that America exists is is so it helps to take care of Israel. And that's that's the only reason that that I am American because we're taking care of Israel. Blah 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 blah. Things like that. That kind of reasoning is so deep set that we have to understand that we are dealing with, you mentioned it, you said a devilish doctrine or doctrine of devils. That's exactly what we're dealing with. And the depth of that allegiance to that devilish system permeates their hearts and their souls. To, like I said earlier in the broadcast, to the point that without Israel, they don't have a faith. Israel is just as important, maybe more so than Jesus himself. And so that's what surprises me. And the only answer to that is the truth. The truth will set you free. I got to tell you this. In my journey, I have a message that I, I brought on our 10th anniversary here at Liberty Fellowship in Kalispell, Montana, this past January. And I talked about my story of, of my personal deliverance from Christian Zionism. And I, I go into the, the history of how the Lord began to deal with my heart and then how he led me out. And so I, I reiterate that to the people in that message. It's, it's so important to understand that the exhilarating feeling the truth will bring to a person's heart. I've I got to tell you, since my eyes have been opened to the biblical truth about Israel, and I see it, the Bible, the entire Bible has come alive to me. And I've been a student of the Bible for over 45 years. The teachings of the Bible have come alive to me like I have never known before. It's it's an exciting revelation when you stop and see all the things that were hidden from your eyes because you were blinded by this false doctrine of Christian Zionism and you were not able to see the truth of what God was given us in his word, both testaments, old and new. To be delivered from that, I, all I can do is, is tell people that it, it, it's the most exciting, exhilarating part of my Christian life ever, apart from my salvation itself. And once people are delivered, and I've had so many people that have told me this themselves, that once they are delivered from the bondage of, of that propaganda, that satanic propaganda that he is using to deceive the church and to enslave the nation of, of the United States and to destroy the Christian culture and way of life of our society, and when, they, when they see the truth of that, and their eyes are open. The Bible will come alive to them. It will be exciting to them. It'll begin a, a journey for them into the into truth that will thrill their soul. And I can't explain it any more than that, except to say that when people discover truth, Jesus' words come alive. The truth will set you free. Very, very well spoken. You mentioned it in a recent, when you did your fatal fallout from all this COVID stuff, you know, that we're up against this behemoth, pro-COVID narrative, pro-lockdown, pro-Zionist, 501c3, which I always think is mm -hmm. just from the pits of hell, the government churches mm -hmm. in lockstep with all this. You know, there's so much going on with that narrative as well that really ties into it. And it's really important right now that people really understand what we're up against, Chuck. And also, I want you to tell people in the last part of the show, you mentioned Montana, um, a couple of things, how people can get to your church, some of the resources that you have, you have freedom documents, 
clients. You have your Israel packages. Talk about that in the last part of the program, Chuck. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, we're in Kalispell, Montana, which is about 75 miles south of the Canadian border in the Rocky Mountains on the on the west side of the state. Most beautiful country I've ever seen in my life. It's just the beauty of this area is more than anybody can describe. We've been here for 10 years now, and God has blessed it beyond imagination. And we have a, a live stream broadcast every Sunday afternoon at about 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time that's watched by thousands, literally thousands of people across the country. We have we have a lot, hundreds of people that consider Liberty Fellowship their home church, and they have satellite fellowships in their home or maybe in a rented building. They have a lot of people that are doing that. They can't find a non-501c3 church. They can't find a non-Zionist church. You know, they can't find a church that stayed open during the the COVID lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. So they tune into Liberty Fellowship every week. They start a home fellowship, a home group, and they invite their friends to come over and watch. And they're introducing the message of, of Liberty Fellowship to their friends and loved ones. There's no telling how many thousands of people that are assembled each Sunday afternoon just in these home churches as people are listening to the truth and studying the truth and, and coming together for fellowship, which is such an important thing nowadays because most evangelicals, you know, they, they share no fondness for those of us who believe the truth as, as we do. And uh, you mentioned the series that I have on COVID. Yeah, when all that was going on, we were the only church in, in the valley which would be the county, that did not lock down. And the pressure that we took was so intense. And I can't, don't have time to describe that now, but it was, an, it was an amazing, phenomenal thing how God protected us. And we never missed a Sunday service, never missed a broadcast. Anyway, I put together a series of messages, uh, five on one DVD called The Rise of the Beast, Coronavirus and Antichrist. I go into the, the, the Word of God and show the, the teaching of Christ relative to the principles of, of the coronavirus and the, and the COVID narrative and the lockdowns and the vaccinations and all these things that have taken place, which is nothing more than a satanic system uh, designed to enslave the, the people of the free world. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And I believe it's as phony as a $3 bill, and it's a false narrative from day number one. But anyway, I do have that message on DVD, and of course my Israel packages are there, and the Freedom Documents, are. these are the last few hours, literally, of the Freedom Documents. We, we put them on sale twice a year, and we're coming to the end of the, of the summer printing. And so those are available right now as we speak, but not for much longer. And, of course, you'd have to go to our website to, to see all the, the DVDs and the books and so forth. I've got tremendous resources on Israel, books and DVDs. To go to our address, uh, it's libertyfellowshipmt.com. That's libertyfellowshipmt.com. That's where you can uh, watch all of our archive sermons going back for many, many years. Our live stream channel is there. And my website is chuckbaldwinlive.com. That's my personal website, chuckbaldwinlive.com. I write a syndicated column every week that goes out to tens of thousands of people, read by hundreds of thousands, and you can read that syndicated column on my website, or you can even subscribe to receive the column, and I'll send it to you free of charge to your email every week. So that's on my page. We, the store is on both of the pages that has all of our books, all of our 
our, our DVD sermons, everything that, that we've talked about, and a whole lot more. It's all on those two websites. So once again, it's libertyfellowshipmt.com or chuckbaldwinlive.com. That is chuckbaldwinlive.com, and I've got the other information linked below, folks. Chuck, I want to really thank you for taking such a bold stand in a day when, boy, we are just permeated with cowards. So proud of Liberty Fellowship and just the amazing people that are so sick of this cowardice church and have really, you know, linked arms with you. I think it's so important in this day of such a vapid sea of of cowards. The church really showed the world they were irrelevant in a way. You Mm -hmm. know, they went along lockstep with this COVID narrative that it's gone on for over a year. It's just, it really is really hard some days to wrap your head around where the body of Christ seems to be, doesn't it? Oh boy, is it ever. Like I said, we were the only church in the valley for several months that had in-house services wow. during the course of, of, the, of the last year. And that story could be repeated all over the country. The way the evangelical churches and pastors bowed to the state and denied their responsibility to God shows, I think, the utter apostasy that the church is in today. The evangelical church, for the most part, thank God there are exceptions, but for the most part, it is an apostate church. And one of the reasons for that apostasy is the doctrines of Christian Zionism have have done this to the church. Of course, they, they can't see that, but it's still a fact whether they can see it or not. But the overall condition of the church is as you described it. It's full of apathy, indifference, and cowardice. And the answer for America still rests with the pulpits. I, you know, the answer is never going to come from the politicians. It's never going to come from the White House. It's going to come from the church house. And so until we have a revival, restoration of truth in the pulpits and in the congregations of our churches, there will be no answer for America. It's as simple as that. Well, Chuck, I really appreciate you weighing in on this whole, it's such a huge thing, this Israel topic. And why I think it's important to discuss is because it really ties in with the broader agenda, I believe, personally, of the New World Order, the the absolute eradication of God's word, the twisting. We have these coffee talk churches that are just nothing about, I mean, just acquiesce, bow down, which actually is a good segue into, I really want to talk for uh, about 15 minutes in the last part of the show about an incredible book. No one covers this like you. And it really ties into this COVID agenda too, is about this absolute butchering of submission. Chuck, talk about why you wrote that book and get into this, like for people that just think it's about bowing down to all things government, like a bunch of Marxists, really highlight why, especially July 4th, you know, this is an important day, Independence Day. Well, I mean, what a mockery of this day uh, as we broadcast. Chuck, get into this topic for people. You're talking about the book, Romans 13, The True Meaning of Submission. Yes, absolutely. And why the true right. meaning, why, I mean, it's so Correct. butchered. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that, that book was written by my attorney son and myself. And the reason we wrote it is because we recognized the lack of, of true scriptural instruction on Romans chapter 13. As you've just alluded to, Romans 13 is one of the most misinterpreted and misapplied chapters of the Bible, and it has turned 
a a people who a Christian people who were some of the most, if not the most, independent minded, God fearing, constitutionally oriented, liberty loving people that the world has ever known. And I'm talking about our Christian forebears here in the United States. It's turned that type of, of an individual into a sheepish slave of the state. And that has been accomplished through the misapplication of Romans chapter 13. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers, da-da-da. And they interpret that to mean that anything the state tells us to do, the scripture requires us to do it. That government is acting in the place of God, and that we are to submit to government as if we were submitting to God. And it's very interesting, Sheila, when you get into the the history of this fallacious doctrine, that you find that the tyrants of the past, including Adolf Hitler, would use Romans chapter 13 to legitimize their tyrannical power. And the churches in Germany, as Lutzer points out in his uh, book, Hitler's Cross, that we carry on our online store, that the churches of, of, of that period were actually disseminating that propaganda to the German churches, which allowed Hitler to to take total control of the country because he had the complete support of the evangelical Christian churches of Germany at that time. So this is happening again to us in this country, that doctrine of two spheres that is referenced in that book, and the total abject control over the citizenry and the Christian community bowing down to that that fallacious doctrine under the guise that they are obeying God by obeying Hitler. And that's the same message that Christians are are hearing today in the churches of America. They're obeying God by obeying the state. And of course we went through the the last year or so of this whole COVID scandemic and how many uh, churches closed their doors, the vast majority closed their doors for months and months and months at a time because they were told to do so by the state. Rather than obeying God, which commands us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together and to preach the word of God to the people of God, to assemble together as a church body, instead of obeying God, they obeyed the state. Why is that? Because of the misapplication of Romans chapter 13. But also, Chuck, here's even a bigger thing. Jesus never taught that. Jesus and the apostles weren't running around spending their time obeying the government. As a matter of fact, most of them were executed for disobeying the government. Christians should stand up against tyranny, not join in because of some ignorant poor misled saps that believe that the government speak for God. That is, that's Marxist at its finest. Oh, absolutely. And you're right. I mean, when you look at how Jesus reacted to the Pharisees, you got to remember that the Pharisees were the governing authority over Judea under the Roman Empire at the time of Christ. Their word was law to the Jewish people. And here you find Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior, the Messiah, who is in this mortal contest with the Pharisees throughout his entire ministry on earth. And never one time did he submit to their authority. He openly defied them and rebuked them in the strongest terms. Jesus himself, 
is the prime example of the true meaning of Romans chapter 13, as are the other apostles. I mean, what did Simon Peter say whenever they were commanded to stop preaching in Jesus' name? He said, we must obey God rather than man. They, they were all executed by the state at one time or another, starting with James and then going all the way to the rest of the disciples. They were all executed, except John, who survived, but they were all executed by the state. Well, why were they executed by the state? They were executed by the state because they defied the authority of the state when it circumvented the authority of God over their lives. And that's the key to Romans chapter 13, as you got to understand, is that the higher powers that Paul's speaking of, the civil governing powers, are not the highest power. The highest power is God Almighty. He is the only one that has the complete authority over all authorities given to man. Amen. Every authority given to man, Sheila, is a jurisdictional, limited authority. There's no such thing as an unlimited man-made authority. It's all jurisdictional, and it's all limited. It's limited to the confines of the scriptural principles given us in Holy Writ by God relative to those duties. And whenever any human authority, it doesn't matter whether it's a father in the home or whether it's a businessman at, at, at work or whether it's a judge or a congressman uh, in civil government, when any human authority oversteps the jurisdictional boundaries given to it by God Almighty, it's become a tyrant. And at that point, the Christian is obligated, it has a duty by God to resist and to disobey that unlawful authority. So that is the message that is missing in the evangelical churches today, and that's why when COVID comes along and the state says, everybody close your doors, the state just bows down like like little sheep and follows the authority of the state, not even thinking about they might be disobeying the authority of God. Very well said. But on top of that, this really ties into the 501c3 scam, speaking of scamdemics, and how it turns churches into these massive conglomerate corporations that these CEO pastors submissive to. Well, you know it well, Chuck, we talked about this a decade ago when I was stunned. Very quickly tell people the letters that you, I mean, this clergy response team, I called them out years <coughs> ago, and they were actually Pied Piper pastors from the pits of Purdue. And they were actually ratting out who were the most vocal people in their church. I mean, this is a sci-fi, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that in the past, and that's absolutely true. Uh, in, in our store on our uh, ChuckBaldwinLive.com uh, website, I carry a book that I think is the best book ever written on the subject of the 501c3 incorporation of churches. It was written by Barbara Cate, who was a personal friend of mine. She was our legal counsel for our Liberty Church Project, who died an untimely death, uh, at least to us, uh, a, f a few years ago of cancer. But Barbara was the most eminent authority on the 501c3 trap, and she would go around the country, and she worked with me very closely at the Liberty Church Project, and through the course of her career, she helped over 2,000 pastors and churches extricate themselves from the uh, wow. Internal Revenue Service 501c3 Incorporation. And she wrote a, a book, and we printed it 
after she died. It's it's the only edition in existence that I'm aware of, and we we have the exclusive printing on it. It's called Church in Chains, and in that book, she describes every detail relative to uh, the 501c3 a government incorporation of churches, how terrible it is, how evil it is. She goes into the history of it. She goes into the the details of its uh, tentacles all over the church. And yeah, back in the day when I was pastoring a 501c3 church down in the Southeast, I would routinely, by that I mean like once or twice a year, I would receive a brochure in the mail usually from a law firm. I I don't remember it coming from the IRS directly. It always came from a law firm on behalf of the IRS. And it was very uh, professionally printed, glossy paper, full color, and very attractive. And, And inside it would say, because you are a nonprofit organization incorporated under 501c3 Internal Revenue Code as pastor, and then it had bullet points of what a pastor could couldn't do. You can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do that. And then the next page would have the church cannot do this, cannot do this, cannot do that. And I would get that in the mail about, like I said, at least probably twice a year. And I just threw mine in the garbage can. But most pastors <laughs> and and no, most pastors in churches, they they take that as gospel and they will incorporate those prohibitions into their their church ministry, and they will consciously and deliberately do exactly what they're told to do by that law firm in those brochures in order to protect their precious tax-exempt status, which is why they will not speak out on issues, which is why they will not do anything to to compromise their 501c3 tax-exempt status, and it's all because of the glorification, not only of government itself, which we have done as as Americans, we have idol, we idolized all things military, all things police, all things government. We literally idolize it like the Roman Empire. But it also subjugates the church to the authority of the state, which is in, it defies the plain teaching of Scripture in both Testaments, as, as I point out in the book. Romans 13, the true meaning of submission. Well, Chuck, you're going to force me to move to Kalispell. I think you are a wonderful pastor. (laughs) If anybody, I mean, you remind me, if John Wayne and Clint Eastwood had a baby or could, it would be the preacher's son. It would be you, Chuck, although that's that's, that's getting into creepy land. But but no, you are truly a remarkable man. And I want to thank you for having the backbone and the titanium spine and just the wonderful heart of gold oh there you go two precious metals but you really do outline this like no other and by the way folks i've got this link below the copy of the book is the one by barbara can you also tell me that title again i'd like to get a kenworth truck and give those out uh church in chains is that it chuck church in chains that is i i want to get that book because i anybody that's that is a a proponent of this disbanding this devilish demonic 501c3 they've got my vote so i'm going to be reading that i'd like to talk more about that in some time but in the waning part of the show chuck and also very quickly i got to tell you a funny quick story so Tim Baldwin, I had Tim and Chuck on my program. I've linked that show below. It's an excellent show. Now, his son, he said attorney, but he's also a constitutional attorney. And Timothy and Chuck were on my show, and we, 
we get more into this. I'll link that below. But I got to tell you a funny quick story, Chuck. So I go to order your book for somebody the other day. And I, for some reason, it deflected me because I'm in Canada. I'm a, I'm just a little ways over the Alberta border, kind of close to you. But really funny. I go to order this book, The, sub, the True Meaning of Submission. And it, <laughs> get this, Chuck, $180 used. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Well, that's because the we sold out of the book. We sold out. We sold out of the book, and so we have the ebook online in our store, so so people can order the ebook at a really reduced price. And then I have a four message DVD video of a condensed version of the book that we do have available. It's called the True Meaning Romans Thirteen. It's four messages on one DVD. And these four messages are a condensed video version of the book. So unfortunately, the hardcover book has been sold out. We have the uh, ebook edition is still available, and my four message series taken from the book is available on the website. Can I give that website? Yes, I was just going to say everybody needs to get this. Please do. Yeah, it's Chuck Baldwin Live, all one word, ChuckBaldwinLive.com. And you go up to the top where it says store, and all these products will appear, and you can find everything we've been talking about today. Well, I'm glad they're all going to divert there, because I just was curious, because I wanted to ship it to somebody like an instant copy. And I think they're really messing with your book prices, because again, in Canada, just the book is $180 for the used copy. And a new copy is, is is less than that. So I think Amazon is totally messing yeah. with it. Well, no, what happened is probably people have, have bought the book when it was still available. And now that they know that we've sold out, they're trying to get rich off the, off the book by jacking up the price. That. No, we don't control our the prices. I wouldn't even use Amazon if I had my choice. But, but basically, they're yeah, au- okay. So they're auctioning Tim and Chuck's book off for yeah, get your yeah, get right. your bid in. Well, listen, Chuck. Happy Happy Independence Day. I mean, I say that with a bit of a broke, you know, contrite heart because boy, our independence they're eroding faster than Chris Christie can chow down a Big Mac, and it's really frightening. <laughs> <laughs> how fast you know yeah. stuff is eroding but it's good to hear you yes, laugh my is. friend i mean we you know we talk about serious things but really in all fairness and genuineness chuck you really truly are one of my favorite men you're you're just in a league of your own you're one of those last men standing not blowing smoke legitimately i have nothing but such respect for you and it's such an honor to have you on the program especially on this very remarkable day and i really think i speak for a lot of people when i say thank you for you know putting up with you know we we become such anathematized pariahs when we put out these truthful statements but you know jesus was very clear on all this and i mean you know your bible and you know you've been in ministry over 40 years and i just i really want people to get these books because it's it's the information in it it's not a book slinging thing these are impeccable books i own copies of them all and i'm just such a fan of your work so thank you chuck again and have a very wonderful july 4th my friend yep and the same and the same to you Sheila thank you very much folks that was the amazing doctor pastor chuck baldwin he's out there in montana kalispell what 
What an absolute beautiful state that is. That is purely God's country. And I'm actually really looking forward to spending about a month. I'm going to be going to Kalispell myself, Billings, Bozeman, Great Falls. What a stunning, stunning country that is. So again, if you're interested in me talking about Technogeddon with your group, make sure that you go to the contact form at SheilaZelinsky.com if you don't have a copy of Technogeddon. When you go to my website, everything is housed over there at SheilaZelinsky.com or you can also just go to Sheila Media. Sheila.media, not .com, just Sheila.media. And you can get all that information. I really highly encourage you guys, get that book that Chuck was talking about. Go to ChuckBaldwinLive.com. I've got the information for Chuck's information linked below. Please, folks, get the Israel series. You have to get a copy of Romans 13, The True Meaning of Submission. I've bought this. I've given it out to friends. It's so good you could actually underline with a highlighter all of it. And I don't really usually highly recommend books, but this one, I'm going to tell you something. This is a fantastic book written by a man who knows his stuff. He knows the scripture. Pastor Baldwin explains it as I've never read it. And don't forget his son, Timothy, is a constitutional attorney. This is an arsenal you have to have in your Christian library, folks. And you really have to read it. Because we live in a day and age with these tyrannical overlords. They're using this, like Chuck alluded to Hitler, using this with the evangelicals. And look at this COVID nightmare that we're in, folks. I know in Canada, they keep talking about the Delta variant and everybody's going to get more shots, more boosters. It's already turning people into zombified minions. I've said it before. This ain't AMC's Walking Dead. This is not a movie set in Atlanta, Georgia, folks. This is real life. Is this real life? Yes, it is. And again, you have to remember, it's been a science fiction novel my month of July and even into August here. And it's not difficult to imagine, folks, that we've entered one dark history of humanity on a long string of already dark histories. Even Chuck wrote recently, others have suffered much worse. Yes, they have. You know, we think about those under the path of Genghis Khan, the early Christians under Rome, medieval Europeans under siege by Vikings, Huns, Charlemagne, almost everyone in France in the late 18th century, Armenians and the Ottoman Empire, those living in between Germany and the Soviet Union in the 30s, the 40s, Chinese under Mao, all of it. But never before in the history of the world have we ever been under siege simultaneously and placed in a lab coat coup d'etat in one giant lab rat medical experiment forced to face the risk of early death regardless of the path chosen like Steve said Steve Quill has always said a shot in the arm a shot in the head either way you end up dead all of humanity 100% more than 7 billion people are under siege right now folks and if you think we think for a minute that we face a plague of medieval proportions yeah give me a break this is one pandemic. and like chuck talked about how many churches remained open during the entirety of 2020 well i guess no one knows for sure but we'd surmise the total was less than five percent think about that 95 percent of americans christians are sitting under these pied piper pastors that have zero spiritual discernment as they eagerly acquiesce to the satanic deception that is this COVID-1984 narrative. Who had the courage to defy the authorities? I, I only know two pastors. I know my good friend, Pastor Arthur Polowski, who, as I mentioned in the beginning, 
He was just in Portland, Oregon a couple nights ago, and they napalmed them. The Portland police stood around doing nothing as Christian women and children. They were bear sprayed and gassed. Go look up the videos on it. I mean, it is truly unbelievable. The brave Christian theologian, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who led the Pastors Emergency League, which became known as the Confessing Church in opposition to the Nazi regime, and whom Hitler murdered shortly before Germany surrendered, said, Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Folks, the apostles, they didn't get on TV and beg for money. They didn't apply for a 501c3 and give out tax receipts. No, but what they did is they turned the world upside down. We got to get back to the book of Acts. We got to get back to the basics again. And we got to get back to home groups. Go to Liberty Fellowship MT. The link is below and get plugged in to a group near you. I highly encourage that. And please, folks, right now, it's really important. I'm asking everyone to support this ministry, this broadcast, ensure that I stay on the air. Please, folks, I am very behind, very, very behind from 2021, and I don't know if I can catch up. I really need folks that have the means to really, boy, oh boy, I'm praying for some deep pockets because, folks, going into September, if I don't get caught up, it's not looking good. The enemy is really attacking that area. And, folks, please don't have the spirit of the free rider. The workman is worthy of his wages. The workman's worthy, folks. And this is where God says, test him on it, because I really, truly believe when you support God-fearing, strong warfare ministries that equip the end-time saints, that you're really, you're doing God's work, and you ultimately become a part of this ministry. And that is something to be proud of. I am so glad everyone tuned in for this message. And a big shout-out to those at Global Star Radio, and you at Worldwide Christian Radio. We'll see you again next week. Good night, and God bless you.